Alright all you Street Life Crusaders and wrestling fans alike out there tonight Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw From Little Rock, Arkansas And the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw Since we're completely discombobulated and still in Judgment Day business We would see Rhea Ripley making her way to the ring And would immediately address every woman in the division Claiming that they run the division But with her holding on to the title, it's her division and would say that if anybody wants to step up to prove otherwise and waste their opportunity by winning the Royal Rumble and meet me at WrestleMania, the match result will be the same as it was last year because Mommy's always on top. And to prove otherwise, we would see the man Becky Lynch making her way out to the ring and would say that our paths are similar but at the same time different because both of us from other countries coming here to make a name for themselves, stumbling but trying to find their way, making not even a splash at the first WrestleMania they've been at, but the following, making themselves into stars, one with the heart of a lion and the other one with the strength of a bear, but one was able to go to the main event of WrestleMania in that one WrestleMania they were involved in. And we would also count the fact that Rhea Ripley got chose by Charlotte Flair and immediately got stomped out while wearing a Vegeta outfit, but I digress, because then we would hear Becky Lynch saying that there's been a nagging voice in her head that's been bugging her for months on end with Rhea Ripley on top of the division that maybe she might be better than me. And the only way to prove otherwise is the fact that she's got to win the Royal Rumble, she's got to point at that sign, and she's got to challenge her and take that championship away from her to prove otherwise. Only for Rhea Ripley to say, you know what, other than you hoping to be in the main event of WrestleMania and to win the Royal Rumble, there's another person who's hoping to win it just as much as you are, and that's me. See you at WrestleMania. Now, does that mean they're gonna fight at WrestleMania? The plot thickens. <laughs> but besides that, folks, and according to Carl and the Maestro with us, still discombobulated with the matches that's been going on thus far, we've got a women's tag team match to call, which would see Chelsea Green and Piper Nivens going one-on-one -on -one against the way zone of Indy and Candice. And during this said match, well, the only reason it's taking place is because Adam Pierce, after hearing a complaint from Chelsea Green after a slow referee count and a malfunction in a junction that would lead to their title rematch being null void, would see Indy and Candace stepping up to the plate to challenge them. And what would happen during this match? Well, outside of a step up in Sigiri by none other than Candice LeRae and not one, not two, but technically three step up big girl sentons and one with a cold breaker on top of Piper for the last one would also see an assisted splash 
that would lead to a near fall thanks to Chelsea Green, who would get a spine busted out, I got a feeling, rocked her bells, only for things to get worse with a nasty assistant lion salt to Chelsea Green for the team of the way to win this match and to make it one step closer to the women's tag team championships via pinfall. And immediately after the match was over, we would hear from Ludwig Kaiser demanding everyone's attention for the return of the ring general after a two weeks absence of Gunther, who is a not only a proud father, but proud of Kaiser and his actions last week of what he did to Kofi Kingston. But one person who wasn't proud, and before we go any further, Carl and Michael said we almost forgot to mention that Kaiser, or should I say, none other than the ring general, declare himself in the Royal Rumble match this year, saying that he got so close to winning and would become the person who lasted in the Royal Rumble the longest, even outlasting Daniel Bryan in the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, but then would say that this year he's gonna win it and yeah, go to WrestleMania in the main event. But the Intercontinental Champion going off to fight a world champion, uh, you know, he's a couple of WrestleManias off from that, but either way, we would see none other than Xavier Woods coming out after the Rumble announcement and the proud papa moment we would see of Gunter hugging Ludwig Kaiser, only for him to say that he's gonna take his pound of flesh from Ludwig Kaiser after taking things 10 steps too far last week after kicking Kofi Kingston's head into those steps and would want revenge and would say, hey, I want a match or do you gotta ask your daddy's permission to be in this match? Only for Kaiser to accept tried to jump the gun and tried to jump Xavier Woods for Xavier Woods to beat the brakes right off him for our next match to take place which would see none other than Ludwig Kaiser going one-on-one -on -one against Xavier Woods. And during this match, you could tell it was more personal than it was a wrestling match because both men would try to beat the daylights out of each other, leading into chop fest, cross bodies that Xavier Woods would get a near fall for, even a running uppercut with authority by Kaiser during this match, still for a near fall. Only for this match to come to an emphatic end after a drop kick into the announce desk for Kaiser to try to throw a chair at Xavier Woods just like he did Kofi Kingston but with Xavier Woods gaming skills and you know hand-eye coordination and ability to duck and dodge things as he sees things in a video game like mode would be able to duck the chair and immediately would pick up the chair and toss it right at the spinal cord of Kaiser costing him this match for Ludwig Kaiser to win via disqualification. And after that disqualification win, I got a feeling Xavier Woods took a little bit too long to try to get a chair to get his revenge because then he would get got with a running insecurity shot with the chair right in his face that would technically count as a Van Daminator. 
or will at least make the fans there in Little Rock, Arkansas say, Van Damme did he get hit by that chair? Only for Xavier Woods to be in the same position as Kofi, placed on the steps, about to get a running drop kick to the head, for Xavier Woods to block it with a mushroom stomp, and then immediately pick up the stairs and was just about to cave in the head of Ludwig Kaiser. And Kaiser would run off scared because, holy crap, he tried to kill me, only for backstage Kaiser to get his revenge as we would see Xavier Woods trying to explain his actions, only for Jay Uso to step in and prevent any further damage to happen to Xavier Woods, who got his lip busted during that match. Ouch! And after that bitter war, folks, the next match we would see, which would also be a war of sorts, would see none other than Akira Tozawa going one-on-one -on -one against Ivar. And after last week seeing Akira Tozawa ticked off about the fact that, oh yeah, you pushed me to the ground after I challenged you, look to get some form of revenge. And before anybody thinks of an underdog situation here happening, well, Ivar would snuff that out immediately by running him over at the start of this match, only to see him slap Ivar in the face, use his speed to hit a leaping DDT counter during this match, only for Ivar to give none other than Akira Tozawa a tour of the islands, or better known as a spinning power slam and a Mike Knox crossbody. But just before he was about to go for that doom salt, we would see Maxine Dupree distracting Ivar, giving enough time for Akira Tozawa to get back up with a sunset flip powerbomb to win the match. <laughs> but I got a feeling this victory was a Pyrrhic victory because immediately Maxine would get the daylights beaten out of her and fish cooked in the ring only for Tozawa to try to save her, get spin kicked in the face, and then immediately hit with a doom salt like he should have gotten hit with during the match, and for Maxine to get kicked out of the ring. And meanwhile backstage, we would then see none other than Ivy Nile stepping up to the plate to challenge Valhalla in the match for next week, and then Chad saying that that stupid idiot or coward idiot is gonna get it next week because Chad is gonna challenge Ivar to a match. Which should be very interesting to see. Only for Akira Tozawa to say, Arigato! And immediately start doing that, I guess, uh, Jelly Roll Shuffle or Akira Tozawa dance. I don't know what they call it, but it's nasty. It really is. <laughs> And then after all that, folks, the next match we would see on Monday Night Raw would see none other than Tegan Knox and Natalia going one-on-one -on -one against Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. And during this said match, to prove a point that they couldn't be beaten in under five minutes, we would see, yeah, Tegan Knox getting her lights kicked out once again, almost similar to what happened last week. And yeah, it was bad because she went down like a sack of potatoes. But then we would see a neckbreaker stomp combination to Tegan Knox for near fall. Then we would see none other than Tegan Knox trying to fight out of the corner only to suffer the wrath of a tiger 
knee right leg directly to the face thanks to Shayna Baszler for their fall. Only for things to look for the up and up or look up and up for the team of Natalia and Tegan Knox after a natty by nature clothesline and a PK kick for near fall. But unfortunately, the submission magician would have an ace up her sleeve in the form of a Karafuda clutch that would get countered for near fall, but Shayna Baszler, who would be able to turn it into a modified bulldog choke, would win this match after Natalia would have no choice but to tap out and for the team to win via submission. Yeah, very impressive. See why they call it the Submission Magician. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would be our main event of the evening, which would see none other than Jinder Mahal going one-on-one -on -one against Seth Metal, Seth Rollins, for the World Heavyweight Championship. And of course, in typical Jinder Mahal fashion to make sure he wins the championship, would have none other than in this year at ringside. And to make matters worse for the champion, yeah, we would even see Damian Priest at ringside too. But despite the odds being against Seth Metal, what would he do during this match? Well, just like his shirt for the Black and Brave Academy, yes. Apparently, according to Carl and the Maestro, believe in yourself. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. It, it rings in the back of my head. But how would he believe in himself, folks? Not only hitting a flying crossbody for near fall, even during this match, hitting a pedigree during this match, but unfortunately due to the damage to his knee after hitting a senton or a flip senton directly into a lion salt for near fall would tweak his knee. But despite all that and with Damian Priest looking to cash in, we would see Drew McIntyre coming out, addressing the situation that happened last week by getting in a slugfest in Utapesh with none other than Drew McIntyre or Damian Priest. And as the referee was distracted, shenanigans at ringside. And one shenanigan we almost forgot to mention after that pedigree in this year would interfere and put the leg of Jinder on the ropes. That's what led to the near fall. Then we would immediately see them take a cheap shot directly to the face of Seth Rollins for none other than Jinder to try to capitalize with a gut check, still for near fall. Even seeing the Money in the Bank briefcase used by in this year that would lead to a colossus still for a near fall. But after that last interference is three strikes you're out in any ball game for any referee seeing interference almost like a video game for in this year to get kicked out. Only for the modern day Maharaja to try to go for the Coloss again, immediately get countered into the stomp, and for Seth Rollins to continue to march his way to a WrestleMania title defense via pinfall. And after the match was over, Seth Rollins celebrating with the championship to close out Raw for the week, but at the same time, CM Punk looking to talk to Cody prior to the Royal Rumble. What's going to happen next week? What are they going to talk about? Are we going to see a, some form of another title shot prior to the Rumble since Seth may not be defending at the Royal Rumble event? 
And who in the world else is going to declare themselves in the Royal Rumble, even though back in the day you had to earn your way into the Royal Rumble? We find out the answer to that and more next week for another exciting pre-pay-per-view edition of Monday Night Raw. That I got a feeling it's going to have some form of by the numbers read off by Cody Rhodes or by none other than an According to Carl and my show, probably Michael Cole this year since Corey Graves is on SmackDown. I got a feeling he'll still do it. I don't know. <laughs> but with that said, folks, I think it's time for us to head back to that music once again. And when we return, we'll be back with more Street Light Delight as the Tuesday night special rolls on right after this. So don't go to that fridge for that post-midnight snack just yet, folks. And stay tuned.